What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? We back for another episode here in the chair. We in the chair outside. It's kind of nice out today. Today's a little different, though. I not, not much programming, not much code and stuff. Today, I will actually want to talk about my five favorite books because I enjoy reading. And why not? Because these books have been helpful for me. Maybe they're helpful for you, you know? These are And these are like my, my top five favorite books, all right? So in, in no particular order, to be honest. Let's get into it. The first book I wanted to talk about was The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Don Miguel Ruiz. This book is pretty cool. It um, it has some like religious aspect, but I don't, I don't know if you guys are into religion. But there's like he talks about like the Toltec and like there's some like woo woo stuff maybe, <laughs> some people would call that or like religious stuff. And but if you get through that, there's like a lot of wisdom. Like for I feel like anyone can take wisdom from that, no matter your religion or whatever you believe in. There's a lot of wisdom, especially like within the four agreements themselves. I'll just go ahead and name them. Um, what are they? It's be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And do your best. Those are some really good uh, keys to live by or, or agreements to live by because like I, I've, this, I'm actually rereading it right now and I'm like, damn, like, yeah, these agreements are pretty, a pretty cool way to live. I mean, not, <laughs> you know, I don't think about them every day, but Applying them to your life can be really useful. And even before reading this book, I kind of applied some of them, but not all the time. But this book really helped like bring that to the light. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. This book has a lot of wisdom and I really enjoyed it. And, and it's short, like it's not going to be, it's not going to take it that long. So yeah, check it out. All right, on to the next one. The next book I want to talk about was The Alchemist. This book right here is pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's a fiction book. So it's a little different than the other ones on this list, but it's a fiction book. And it's a pretty cool story. Like, shout out to any dreamers out there or people like chasing their goals. This AC always cuts on while we're filming. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to the dreamers out there. This book is, um, I'll, I'll give a little detail in case you guys don't know. Like, uh, the, the main character, he kind of, he has like this dream that he he thinks about, but he he never, he hasn't pursued it yet. And throughout the book, he it, like, it, it, takes you through his journey and what is it and kind of going for his dream and like the ups and downs and him kind of finding finally finding fulfillment and yeah it's a cool book like uh i was reading it before my move to atlanta so it was <laughs> it was uh it was kind of like it was cool because it was like oh, i took some insights from it and i remember one of them was a. Uh, so the the boy in the book, he's a shepherd, right? Like so he he spent years like walking around I think it's like Spain or some shit. Uh walking around walking around with his sheep, selling his selling their wool, right? And then there comes a point in his book where in order to chase his dreams he has to like sell his sheep and stop being a shepherd. And at the point in time I read that I was like, Oh wow, like that's pretty I I got some really good insight from that because I'm like, dang, he had to, because his identity was stuck with like being a shepherd and, oh, this is what I do. How could I sell my sheep, right? And and yeah, like, and he had to sell them and he didn't get what he wanted, but he got what he needed, like in in return, like in terms of money. And I kind of found, I found like some an 
analysis anagal what's the word anagal analogous i don't know if that yeah this, that's the word but i don't know if i'm using it correctly <laughs> i kind of took that and like applied it to my own life i'm like i'm gonna sell my sheep <laughs> i need to start selling all my sheep so i I kind of like just started selling my belongings because I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know, like this is just material stuff and I had accumulated a lot. Not like, a, I mean, I wasn't really like, I didn't have a button, but I had like a lot of stuff I wasn't using that I didn't really care for anymore. So I just started selling everything like, I don't need this, bro. Like, if anybody want to buy, I'm selling this, but <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, like I decided to sell all my sheep too because I wanted to chase my dreams. So yeah, it was a cool book. My next book I want to talk about was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Now, this book's a little bit more intense. It, um, Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor. He was a psychologist who went through the Holocaust, and he wrote about it. And he also, like, he was writing while in the internment camps. I think, yeah. I think they were called internment camps. Don't call me, don't call me on that. I don't, I haven't, yeah, I think they were called internment, concentration camps. I think that's what it was. It wasn't internment think that the Japanese were in internment camps. We're going to talk about that. He went through the Holocaust, and despite all that, like, his wife died, his child, like, his daughter died. He was still able to, to kind of, um, to go, like, to push through all that and, like, still find meaning in life. And it's really powerful, to be honest. It's really powerful. I actually read this book, um... While I was in college, it was actually during, like, if you guys watched my, like, video on my journey to be a developer, it was during the time when I had, like, a terrible semester. I was, like, kind of depressed. And this book really kind of helped me, like, kind of get out of it. Because I was like, dang, like, this man, like, went through hell and back. And, like, you know, he still found, he still found a, a way to to find meaning and to persevere and not let that affect him because uh he he experienced like some of the worst atrocities that humanity has done to itself but yeah it was a really cool book and man we meaning it's something that is very important i feel like it's i think we all all humans we have like a, a deep sense or a deep need for meaning in our lives and we all get it through different avenues so check out the book it's pretty cool and the next one is uh, Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. This book was really cool. And it was a pretty quick read. I'm not a fast reader, but I read this like in a week. And I was like, oh, wow. It just I was glued to it because it was so, it was so, ca like it caught my attention so much because it, it talks about like addiction and how we're all kind of susceptible to it in a way. And we're all like addicted to our own things, you know, like not clinically addicted or whatever like you know because in psychology you need to there's like some standards you need to meet before you're considered addicted but we're all pretty we have like we have habits that we that are hard to break or we have uh things we indulge in that we that are necessarily not the best for us like food sex porn drugs you know and not that doing them is bad but when you when you over consume them and you can't control your impulse, then it's really bad. And this book talks about that and it made me like kind of reflect like on things that I have indulged in and behaviors I have indulged in. And I was like, dang, dang, like, 
It's crazy. <laughs> this man might be addicted to something. <laughs> it kind of brings breaks down like the science of how I mean, not fully because we don't fully understand, but but it kind of breaks down the science of how we get addicted. Like we get these little spikes of dopamine, and then we crave we crave like that high that the whatever the activity or the substance gives us, and then it becomes a slippery slope, and then you can't live without it. <laughs> And what's really useful too, though, is like the tools that she gives us. Like she she mentions like trying to go thirty days without X Y Z whatever it is. Also, um, there's like a little s diagram that she mentions. I think it was um, it's mentioned how oh radical honesty, radical honesty. I felt like that. That alone was really not eye-opening, but I was like, ah. Because, I mean, like everyone, I struggle with, like, bad habits or things that I wasn't necessarily proud of. Knowing how to prevent that is, like, important because you can be aware of it, but if you don't really know what to do or how to stop, <laughs> then it's going to be really hard. So this book kind of helped. Oh, here's the here's the diagram. We have Destructive Shame. So you overconsume something, and then you feel shame, and then you lie about it, and then you go into isolation. And then it's like a cycle that just repeats itself. The way to break that is you overconsume, and then you have some shame, right? But then you're honest about it, and you accept. And you just try to be better the next time. And that, I think that difference alone can really change or help break a habit or an addiction. And the final book I wanted to talk about, which I don't have a physical copy of. I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't. I didn't want to buy it. <laughs> I already have. Already bought. Have a lot of books, and I want to buy it. I already read it or I listened to it. So. Uh, but yeah, the next book is uh, "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. That book is pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. The David. It, uh, it talks about David Goggins' story of his life story and. How he went from, uh, basically how he went from like a 300 pound or something like that, um, minimum wage cockroach exterminator to like a Navy SEAL ultra marathon runner. <laughs> and I mean, that's a crazy, like there's a lot that goes into uh, going from that, from the, from the minimum wage worker or the 300 pound guy to a Navy SEAL ultra marathon runner. But yeah, that book is it crazy. It's crazy. But to be honest, what I really took from that book is like, there like are no limits, man. We set these limits on ourselves, as like individually, a society, culture, group, people around you. We all like we kind of set these limits, but in reality, there really isn't any. Because we set a limit, and then one day it gets broken, and we're like, oh, we just changed the limit, right? And then kind of repeats like a. While reading the book, I thought about how, because in the book, he talks about ultra marathon running. And pe the people out there, there's people out there running 200, 300, I think almost 400, 500 now mile races. They run for a couple of days. I think maybe they stop, maybe they don't. And they just run like ridiculously, ridiculous amount of miles. And I was like, damn. And like, there's just regular people like us. Like, if you saw the those runners on the street, you wouldn't think, oh, 
that person can run 300 miles, right? But uh, but they do. And we probably could too. We just don't think we can. So we limit ourselves. We're like, ah, we don't need, you know, we don't want to. That That's crazy, right? <laughs> Which maybe, maybe not. I'm not the judge here. <laughs> but yeah, and then I thought about, while reading the book, I thought about how like, I think before the 60s, no one had ran a four-minute mile. And we're like, it's impossible. And they can't run four-minute mile. Four minute mile. But then, like, one year, somebody did it, and then somebody else did it, and then the following year, like, everybody started doing it. Like, basically, everybody did it after that. And I don't know. I don't know what that te- what that tells us. Was it just the shoes, maybe? No. You could, maybe, maybe it was the shoes, because I guess maybe shoes got better. That was one of my takeaways from the book. That, I mean, you, we could do anything, to be honest, but we limit ourselves... And shout out to David Goggins, that man, that man's a beast. Yeah, that's my top five, my top five favorite books. Some honorable mentions, uh, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. That was really cool. That was one of the, that was the first book I read actually before I started like reading heavily, like on my journey, which I mean like, not the first book I read, the first book I read recently that got me reading a lot of books. Um, uh, what else? Un, 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 un-F yourself. To not curse, unf yourself. That book was really cool. It helped me get out my mind and into my life. I remember that takeaway from that. And then Power of Now by Mr. Eckhart Tolle, which he was featured on that Kendrick Lamar album. Shout out to Mr. Tolle. And Atomic Habits was cool too. Atomic Habits. That would be up there too, but I kind of already had good habits when I read it. So I was like, oh, this is a good book, but. It wasn't as changing, I guess, because I kind of understood <laughs> or I was already doing some of the stuff. Um, but, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Tell your mama, tell your dad that you love them. Or maybe about this video. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, y'all have a good day. Oh, yeah. before I go, though, uh, drop any book recommendations or let me know of any books that changed your life because I'm always looking to, to read new books. Like, I, I have, like, a catalog. I, I kind of Like, some I read, some I listen, depending on what I think about it, basically. I guess I do judge a book by its cover. I'm sorry, man. I'm just a human. Oh, and I got to (laughs) go. So thank y'all for tuning in. Peace.